Welcome to the Synapse Podcast. I'm Dave Vans, and I'm here with... Laura DeBella. I'm the Secretary of Commerce for Florida and the President and CEO of Enterprise Florida. So what does all that mean? Tell what me, does tell, that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I get that question a lot. So um, Enterprise Florida is Florida's Department of Commerce, uh, to put it simply. So back in 96, 97, the state of Florida was the first to convert its Department of Commerce to a public-private partnership named Enterprise Florida. And it's a, a, a gathering of business and government officials you know, to enhance you know, the economy of Florida and the vitality of Florida. So we were the first state to do it. Uh, other states have followed suit because it was such an amazing model um, that has been obviously bearing a lot of success, you know, as you see over the years, especially now. So um, that is why I have the president and CEO title, but I also have the secretary title, secretary of commerce title, because of the agency's roles and responsibilities. So Enterprise Florida, think of it as like an umbrella agency that is responsible for many different verticals of our economy. So your traditional uh, economic development activities, you know, retention of businesses, recruitment of industry to Florida, high impact type of job applications. We have a venture capital arm called the Florida Opportunity Fund, which I wear a third hat as president for that. That's a very growing, uh, a very growing area uh, within Enterprise Florida because of just all the innovation and, and um, startup activity that's happening here in our state. We have Space Florida, which is a, a division that you know is responsible for all the awesome things that you're seeing happening, you know, here and, and everywhere. Um, we have our Florida Sports Foundation, was responsible for everything that um, responsible for sports, bringing sports here, retaining sports here. So, your FIFA's, your Super Bowls, your national championships. We have an army of people dedicated to bringing that here to Florida. And then, of course, we have more, most importantly, we have our military and defense division, which is responsible for for protecting and sustaining our military presence that's here. You know, because of not only all the jobs that it provides, you know, from a separation standpoint once they exit, uh, but also the shadow labor force that exists with, you know, any spouses or anyone that may be coming along with them, and of course the homeland security aspect. That's important to businesses to know that we are are uh, very strong, and we have 20, 20 bases here in Florida. So there's a lot of jobs that are attached to that indirectly, directly and indirectly. So, and we have a small business division. I can't forget about that. 99%, 99.8% of businesses in Florida are small. So we have a dedicated team for that specifically too. So I think that covers it. So that's, a lot. that's a lot. I could even go on. That's we could just lot. make it all we about, talk that, about yeah, right? We could talk about that for a little time. <laughs> but I want to know yeah. what's your story. So did you grow up in Florida? I did. Yeah, I was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I Where am at? Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, East Coast, East Coast. Um, <clears throat> I am the daughter of two Italian immigrants, actually. My parents came to this country in 1966. My dad came in with $7 in his pocket. So he was a true uh, American dream story, if you will. So both of my parents are entrepreneurs. My dad was a machinist. Um, worked his way up, you know, did all odd jobs, learned the language, became a citizen. Um, eventually became one of the um, one of the most relied upon manufacturers uh, for aerospace aerospace and defense um, growing up so he his biggest 
success story, if you will, was he did the gyroscope housing for the Hubble Space Telescope. So really, really unique, unique um, you know, background and, and upbringing that I had, you know, because I, I learned to appreciate industry, especially that industry, you know, aerospace and defense, uh, at a very young age, um, you know, of course, and everything that's, that's involved with that. Um, sadly, uh, a lot of his business went to China when I was 12 years old, and we went basically completely bankrupt. Um, it was a really hard time for my family. Um, we, a, a, a very, a very impactful time, which you know I carry with me, you know, to this day, because that, that experience, you know, seeing business folding, you know, seeing the stress that it did to our family, and I was young at the time, but I, I, I wasn't naive. I saw enough, you know, and felt enough. Um, How old were you at that time? Twelve. Twelve. I was twelve. So, so. you were. I was young enough maybe not to years. understand everything, but you were old enough to see the impact and remember it. I absolutely, because yeah. it lasted a while. It lasted a while to, to rebuild, and my, my mom went back to work, you know, so we, we became latchkey kids, myself and my brother, who was 17 months older than I. So for a good five to six years, uh, I would say, you know, it took a while to build back the business. You know, he scaled back and w went into more select applications, you know, entered into the environmental side, you know, in oil and gas. Um, so eventually we got back on our feet, but um, but that experience, uh, I, I would like to say was transformative for me because, you know, fast forwarding to when I was introduced to economic development, I realized that I, I was almost in a way healing a wound there, you know, like being able to to be that person to to hopefully prevent or or support families, you know, in a better way where they can, you know, be better for their family and then provide for their family. You know, it became a, a it, it was the most it's the most rewarding job I've ever had. Did so, you know that you were going to go towards that? I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, it's just it's amazing how the world kind of goes full circle, you know, on you. So. After I graduated college, I went to the University of Florida. I was the first to go to college uh, in my family. Um, my brother didn't go. Uh, I went to, um, I, I entered into real estate. I did real estate on the side and, and turned it into a career, actually. So it was through commercial real estate that I entered into the economic development field. I was recruited to economic development. So I ran, um, I was doing a lot of healthcare related real estate. The, of the 14 years, the seven, the last seven, uh, Hospital Corporation of America was my bread and butter client. And few people realize that, that healthcare is as retail as publics or banks. So we were, I was going into farmland and like some very rural communities identifying sites for hospitals uh, you know, all over Florida. I got to know the state really well because of that. So Nassau County came calling. Nassau County is on the northeast corner of the state. It's one of the fastest growing counties in Florida now, um, north of Jacksonville, flush with Georgia. Um, they came calling in 2014, October 2014, and they said, you know, we think you'd be good for the executive director for economic development position. And I was like, why? And I'm like, I'm a broker. Like, I'm not an economic developer. And they're like, no, no, no. They're like, you try this. You'd be good at this. So I was like, ah, all right, you know, why not? I'll try it. If I don't like it, I'll just go back to real estate. You know, no big what deal. What year is this? 2014. 2014. 2014. So 
started it and I was hooked and I was just like this is amazing I knew what was about to happen there too so it was you know I was like this is an opportunity of a lifetime like I I need to just do it I can go back to real estate you know so I, I knew how much growth I we were basically creating a city there a new city in Nassau County it was rural county but anyways I could go into that for ever and ever but bottom line it uh, I was bitten by the economic development bug then and I've never left essentially so I was there for five years and then two and a half into the five years the port of Fernandina which was in Nassau County but it's a separate government 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 entity um, they they needed a port director their port director resigned so I was basically voluntold to be port director <laughs> two and a half years into the five you know just no pay they, they just said can, can you help us and you know, just knowing how important the port is to my economy, I was like, I can't watch that port, you know, fail under my leadership. So I was like, sure, I'll do it. And also, I was like, this is a really great opportunity for me to learn. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn something that I would have never had other the opportunity to otherwise. So what was supposed to be a temporary assignment ended up being a two and a half year gig. So I was wearing both the economic development director hat and the port director hat, and. Uh, saw a lot actually on that side. I learned the water side of economic development. Like ports, without ports, economic development would not exist, um, you know, really, in, in, you know, in, in the sense of where economic development began and, and through this day, you know, there's not enough trains, planes, or trucks to support any of the uh, cargo activity that comes through our seaports. From there, in 2019, in November 2019, the Florida Harbor Pilots Association reached out to me um, they were looking for an executive director. They never had one. Uh, they wanted somebody to work, work for them on their behalf in Tallahassee. Um, and for, for if you're not familiar with a harbor pilot is, they are the top guns of the maritime world. They're the best of the best. They navigate all of the vessel traffic, nearly all of the vessel traffic in and out of our seaports. So without, by law, there has to be a state licensed harbor pilot on board uh, every single ship that comes in and out of the port. So I conveniently was uh, appointed to that role three months before the pandemic, before the shutdown, before the supply chain nightmare took over. So I got a crash course on everything that you know has to do with seaports and supply chain and rail and you know everything that all the interconnectivity and how it affects economic development, and uh, managed to keep everything afloat, pun intended. You know, on, on you know in in that time frame so I was with them until I uh, was hired by Enterprise Florida in July of 2022 um, and I started as the deputy secretary uh, with the intention of having a boss but I, I never got one so I was operating as a uh, as not only deputy but also acting secretary since then and uh, just last week they uh, they elevated me to the secretary role so Put it all together, I like to say you have a, you have a, a pretty well-rounded individual that sees Florida's economy from the corporate side, the land side, and the water side. So kind of a unique perspective. And someone who grew up seeing yeah. how an impact of, of the economy can, yeah. what it can do on a family, yeah. um, seeing all that, you're very well-rounded. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, because I, you know, Without, I didn't say it before, but yeah, I lost, I lost my brother like when he was 23 years old to drugs, and I can point exactly to that time, you know, as that's when we lost him. We lost him 
when when our, our when we were under such financial stress. So when people ask me like, what's what's the why? Like, what's the reason? Like, it's not the power. It's not the financial. It's not any of that. Like, it is it is truly you know me wanting to 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 ensure that that nobody ever experiences what we did. Like, it really was. There's so hard, many unknown strings that yeah. in traumatic situations that that come from that, yeah. and it it can it can empower you. Yeah. It can it. it how people respond to it, yeah. it's, it's hard to kind of just follow that. It's a, it's a rabbit trail. Mm -hmm. um, I, I appreciate you sharing that. You're, I feel from what I've seen, I've, I've been here since 2010. Yeah. I came here from Detroit, came from a very industrial area, yeah. Uh, yeah. son of immigrant parents from the Netherlands. Oh, really? Um, really? Saw like, you know, what it was like to grow up in that, that blue collar kind of environment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming into Florida was a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. I love the heat. I know it's weird to say, but like when it's like humid, I'm outside running. Like yeah, I, I love, too. I love being outside. Yeah. Um, but I feel like since uh, I've been here, I have seen just this fast pace of just what Florida's becoming. It's, I feel like the world is is looking at this, going, what's going on in Florida? What do you think is the it factor for Florida? There is the military, there is the space industry, there's the simulation and the, the gaming, entertainment technology, crypto's going on. I, there's so much happening with people starting up businesses that are tied in very many different directions, yeah. and it's also a great destination. People love, you know, the idea of living here. Um, as you work to draw people here, businesses here to open up here, what did you see as being the biggest factor for that? It's just, it's, it's really simple. It's the ability to do, do their business at, at their pleasure. Um, I travel a lot uh, in, in this position, and, and obviously I travel out of state quite a bit too. And you don't realize how good we have it here until you travel to these other states and you have companies you know, and people coming to you, not only expressing their love for our governor, but just the policies you know, and the deregulatory environment that we have and the, the freedom and innovation that exists. You know, Florida is, is fast removing its retirement community vibe you know, and, and really is, is you know, rapidly becoming known for its, just, its innovative space. You know, we're taking over from California. We're beating them by the hundreds of thousands in terms of startups. You know, just the investment that's coming to our state is is because the people feel comfortable and safe here to do their business, um, and that applies to globally as well. So, with all of the, um, you know, forget about what's happening in the United States. That's that's one thing, but then you have with all the turmoil that's happening globally. We're seeing a, quite a bit of foreign direct investment also coming to Florida, uh, you know, in record numbers because of the safety and security that Florida provides versus everywhere else. So, Florida, I'm sorry, the United States is seen as the safest place to invest um, because of what's happening in the world. Of all the states in the United States, Florida is one of the is one of the safest as well. So, so we're seeing a lot of this happening. Uh, in addition to the you know the global positioning, you know repositioning of supply chain and you know our our you know, our our affinity and and access to everything Latin America, you know with all the reshoring activity, you know we're in the same hemisphere. There's there's a lot of factors that are contributing to what's happening right now, and it's just a confluence like a perfect storm, but. A vast majority of it has to do with businesses feeling comfortable that they can continue, not only continue on, but expand here 
and mm. and that's really the driving force. Like I can't tell you the um, I have a, a a good call pretty much every single day with a rather large user of some sort. Name name the industry doesn't matter. Um, that is seeking to to relocate here from another state. New York, Chicago, California, Washington, Maryland. Like it's just, it's unbelievable. And then you have the other conversations of businesses that are, are have, uh, uh, that are tied to perhaps the mothership, I call them the motherships, but have an innovative application, you know, that is growing through our opportunity fund. So it's just, it's just amazing what's happening. Like it really is. What do you, what do, you do with a company or do you, do you get involved with once they arrive, so yeah. you've drawn them in, yeah. once they arrive, now what? Do you get involved in that piece of it as well? Yeah, yeah, and there's, there's a lot to be said about the service after the sale. So, you know, unlike a broker where the transaction ends as soon as, you know, you get that check and you deposit that check, we continue on with that company to ensure that, that you know, they are integrated within the community and state. So we have a, it's, you know, call it a wraparound system, you know, where we'll introduce them to you know, their education partners, financing partners. We help them with their export and import needs. You know, there's all sorts of applications that uh, we can assist, you know, with to ensure their viability here. Because the last thing we want is for them to to not be successful. So yeah, there is a a long service after the sale that not a lot of people realize. But that's a, a very big function of of economic development as a whole in Enterprise Florida. You know, a lot of people think it's recruitment, recruitment, recruitment. It's actually retention, retention, retention because. We take a bigger hit if that company, if we lose that tax base and that company and all that it provides to an area than if we never gained it to begin with. So that is really our focus. There's big businesses that exist here that are going to come here. And then you have these small startups. You see a lot of them here at Synapse that are coming out with these great innovative approaches to, to technology, uh -huh. healthcare, all this. How, how does a smaller business connect with a bigger business? Is there a way that bigger businesses can find ways to support smaller businesses, whether it's choosing to outsource work to smaller businesses um, as, as opposed to out of state? Is there, is there a way that small businesses can work with the bigger ones so that they can thrive further? Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I love the idea of doing that, the mentorship model. We're actually talking about doing that, you know, to, to help assist with all of those things. Our, our small business division um, is, is kind of our complement to, to supporting that, where we will, you know, see the needs of the small business and kind of match them up with, you know, with a larger business that, you know, perhaps has you know, the wherewithal or, you know, maybe some guidance and mentorship, you know, as far as that's concerned. It's just a matter of how, um, you know, what, what type of needs they have. But yeah, that is definitely part of the wraparound system, you know, in getting them the, the guidance and the resources that they need in order to, you know, basically survive and, you know, and continue to expand and eventually become one of those large businesses and return the favor, you know, to someone else. So yeah, that is definitely part of the wraparound and the retention. That's the retention piece. We are, we, a lot of people, you know, because of, of the number of small businesses, uh, a lot of people just think we are about the big business, but no, we're very much, uh, very much 
dedicated to the small business activity here. It's the backbone of the economy. So. Earlier you said, you, yeah. you had told me that um, this is your first time at Synapse. Yeah. You've, you've gone through the whirlwind of like speaking, introducing, like you've been on stage and you know, it's been, it's been a whirlwind. It's, we're halfway through the day already. Um, so I don't know if I can ask you like what are your thoughts on Synapse at this point in time. So what I'd rather ask you is um, how did you get connected to Synapse and before you've actually come today, what was your perception of what Synapse represented for the state of Florida? Uh, we, I was connected through Synapse um, because our, our BD team, our business development team, is is very active with with the Synapse family and has been for years. Um, it, it is it is a perfect place to to really identify trends, uh, understand you know what kind of a peek behind the curtain as to what industries are you know maybe maybe focused on that we need to maybe develop policies around you know here in Florida so it's a good way to to stay on the you know ahead of that of the eight ball is you know as far as where where business is going and where Florida is headed um, but also uh, Florida Opportunity Fund you know our, our invest our venture capital arm is very much uh, a component of, of this uh, this summit um, because most of these, all of them, I should say, are, are in need of some sort of capital, some sort of assistance, and that's what we provide there. So, depending on that, you know, we, and we're looking for to invest in companies, you know, to, for the state to take a position uh, in these companies. You know, in, in innovation is in the center of all of our decision making. So, we're looking for the cutting edge technology that we can support and and help grow and develop an ecosystem around it. So that in conjunction with the business development team is where is where our, our interest lies, you know, here uh, in the summit. As far as my thoughts on it, I think it's amazing. I did not think it was this big. I was, <laughs> like I said, I was expecting, you know, a smaller stage, you know, podium, you know, something, you know, something relative size, not 6,000 people. Last thing, yeah. what is it that you are, do you have a target where you're going in the next year where you, something that's on your agenda that you want to accomplish, you want to see happen. Is there anything out there that you'd like to share? Yeah, I, and, and the answer is, is kind of a loaded, a loaded one, um, but... Fire away. Fire away, <laughs> yeah. We're in a, in a really incredible snapshot of time right now. It's not gonna last. So we need to take advantage of this to its fullest. You know, we have, you know, I hope it's gonna last, you know, as long as possible, but you know, let's face it, you know, there's ebbs and flows to the economy and you know, that just that's the nature it's the nature of the of the beast. So we're in a situation where we have the perfect recipe of solutions, you know, for businesses right now. We have a very pro business environment. We have a, a deregulatory environment. We have a very proactive governor. We have and legislature to to support him and his policies. And we have an incredible want for for businesses to come here right now. You know, Florida is just the place to be, you know, for any industry. So we need to work. We're working as fast as we can. You know, our, me and my team in Enterprise Florida. You know, along with all the other verticals underneath us, we're we are working at, at a fever pitch to capitalize on as much as we can for as long as we can right now until things change. And we don't. We can't say when that's going to be. But um, 
but we're seeing, you know, since the, since January started, you know, there's talks of a recession coming, you know, and that's possible, but um, but our business activity has only accelerated since January started. It hasn't slowed down. So, you know, we're it's I see a lot more. I see a lot of deals closing, a lot of big deals happening this year. And then to take it a step further, as far as something specific, I see a lot more space activity happening in our state. I think, you know, if I get asked the question a lot. They say, you know, if you had to bet on one thing, you know, if you had to invest in one thing right now, what would it be? And my answer is space. Like everything is going to involve space. We have so much opportunity for space to flourish and grow in Florida. And it's not just relegated to the space coast, which is what everybody thinks. They just think, you know, space is there. No, space is everywhere. It can be everywhere. When your, when your infrastructure is water and you have 14 operating seaports, think about how much space activity can happen in this state at every single seaport. When I put it in that context, everybody's eyes open up because it, it really expands the horizons to a point that I don't think anybody ever realized. Now, is every single one of our seaports going to become a spaceport? Not necessarily, but many, many more will. So just wait, just wait. And it could happen very soon. So that's going to, that's really exciting. That's really, really exciting. So, and there's a huge supply chain behind that, you know, and, and everything that, that is related to it. So we have a lot. We have a lot of runway ahead of us here in Florida. It's really exciting to, to say it's that. It's very exciting. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking this time Thanks. and sharing Thank a little of your story and Thank what you, you do. Thank I love you. it. Thank you. My Thank pleasure. you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.